With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some reflections on a rare trip that had... Both Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein, in the same city. Of course, we could not resist. We're also going to talk about the Western Conference, who is the foremost threat to the Denver Nuggets, and the Eastern Conference. Name your foremost threat to the Boston Celtics. We do all that next here on This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time! Mark Stein, it's showtime! Boom shakalaka! This league and cut is underway and on fire! This should be a good one. The new edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes. We were actually in the same place, same city, same building, same dais. In Indianapolis, only the second time this season, that was we've fun. actually crossed paths and seen each other. That was Mr. Fun. Haynes, we- like, obviously because last week we all had a circus schedule, including producer Ryan. I think producer Ryan had the longest all-star break out of any of us on this, any of us in this squad, but... uh was your all-star okay? I saw you Sunday morning, but then I didn't see you. I didn't really get to say goodbye to you. So how would you rate your all-star experience? Was it okay in the end? I know snowy, cold Indianapolis is tough for you. Yes, not a fan of the snow, but no, it was, I would just say it was productive. I, I was drained. Like I, they, you know, I had a ton of assignments over the weekend. I did not hit up one party. I did not hit up one brunch one event yeah i'm like, finally rubbing off on you i like it it wasn't because it wasn't because you're getting of that. crotchety wasn't, like me in nah, your old age nah nah that had not, that had nothing to do with it it was just all the assignments that i had i'm not complaining i i enjoyed it i did the rising stars game friday and i had to have rehearsal for the rising stars mvp and championship presentation um, that i did saturday night i had the all-star practice that morning, then I had to work the HBCU game sidelines. Then I had to work the um, Saturday night um, sidelines for the dunk contest, three-point, all that. So my day was pretty much filled up. But, but no, it was cool. I got to hang with um, – you, know, at at, you know, at the end of the night, because, you know, we have our – we stayed at the Hilton at where the TNT um, employees were housed. So got to hang with my guys, Chuck and Kenny, 
a few nights after the games. And uh, it's always cool uh, when you when you hanging with those guys. And they're, they're a little bit more looser, a little bit more looser at night when you when you get you know get the get the drinking and you know what I mean like you 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 know how it is, Ty. So it, yeah, I have, no, fun I have later. to say I had a I had a really surprising bonus evening with the Chuckster, completely unplanned yeah. because. The Hilton, the Turner Hotel, was right around the corner from the Sheraton where the media was. And on Saturday night, after I Saturday, I hosted a panel with Grant Hill and Chelsea Gray and Jim Tooley and Martin Dempsey from USAB. That was Saturday around five ish. Then Good I time. dropped in on my pals at Panini because they had a an awesome three story setup that was about a mile away from us, but also in downtown Indy. So Saturday night, I was not going to go to the dunk contest or the three-point contest. I was going to watch all that on TV. Your wonderful hotel had a McCormick and Schmick's restaurant attached to yep. it. Yep. Saturday night, I go in there to meet my friend Lou, who is an Indianapolis resident, not in the business, just went to meet him for a nice quick bite. And what, what do I see? Who do I find? The Chuckster. Because the mm -hmm. Chuckster was not on any of the Saturday night broadcasts. He was all suited and booted. He did something Saturday pregame or in the afternoon. But I ended up in the same place with the Chuckster for a few hours. Nice, completely bonus, bonus evening with Charles Barkley, which was great theater. And Sunday morning, got to hang out with you. We had our nice interview with Chris Finch. Yep. Hit a, I hit cool. St. Elmo's three times. The over-under was two. I got to St. <laughs> Elmo's Steakhouse three times. Three times in three days. Three, three shrimp cocktails. I got, I got there. I got there Thursday night. I was able to get in. And uh, those shrimp cocktails, I didn't try it, but my wife is a big shrimp connoisseur. So she tried it, and Stein, it completely cleared her sinuses up. She started coughing, eyes getting watery. I, what is it? The horseradish? Is that yeah. what? Yes. Okay. Very spicy right. horseradish sauce. Glorious. The best shrimp cocktail in the United States. Had it three times. Tremendous. Also found a great coffee place in Indianapolis. Tinker Coffee. Went there every day. Do some work. Did some writing. So, yeah, I had. And I'll, let me tell you this. Friday, it snowed. It was freezing Friday. It was cold, still cold Saturday. It was still cold Sunday, and I did not have the proper winter gear with me. But I'll tell you what, I still loved it because today in Dallas, we're taping this on Monday night. In Dallas today, at, on this Monday, the temperature hit 91 degrees at DFW mm. Airport. Scandalous. Nice. It's yeah. still February. So give me that winter <laughs> weather all day long. You're it's going to be 90 again Tuesday. Ridiculous. It's not even March yet. Come on, man. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. Give me that. Whatever. Give me, give me the snow. Crazy talk. All right. Let's get to the basketball. We are into the final third of the season now. Common misconception is that the all-star break represents the first half. No, not in the NBA. There are exactly 1,230 games in an NBA regular season. Amazingly, this season, 820 were played before the All-Star break. Exactly 66.7% of the season. Exactly 
one third remaining when we resume play last Thursday. I think the thing we can say definitively when you look at the standings, I mean, the battle for seedings remains feverish in both conferences in the West. It goes all the way down to 10, five to 10 is an almighty jumble in the East. The drama really is more. It's probably more two to six ish. Although look, Miami and Orlando aren't far off as well. They're still, I guess it's two to eight in the East, but, uh, I think the one thing we can say for sure in either conference you look at the Boston Celtics have clearly established themselves as the best team in the East. I would still argue that the Denver Nuggets, the defending champions are the most feared team in the West on this Monday night. The Nuggets are only third in the West Minnesota and Oklahoma city, a game and a half ahead of Denver and the Clippers a game behind. But I think based on pedigree, based on the way Jokic is playing, we have to say that the Nuggets are still the favorites to come out of the West. But let's start with the East. Who do you like the best to possibly upset Boston? Who who is the biggest threat to the Celtics? The Celtics have a seven and a half game lead over number two, Cleveland. Is it the Cavs? Is it number three, Milwaukee? The Bucs have had a couple big wins here lately. If the Knicks get healthy, are they actually the foremost threat to Boston in the East? If Philadelphia can get Joel Embiid back, are the Sixers the foremost threat to Boston in the East? Producer Ryan, he can, I think he can guess who you're going to say, but just for kicks. Why is that, Stan? Why is that, Stan? Because we know there's one team in the East in particular that you are on the record as saying you do not miss any of their games. So that's my prediction. There's, there's a handful of teams where I don't miss uh, any of their games. But Milwaukee is one of them for sure. But I'm – yes, you're correct in this this time, this instance. You're correct. I'm going with Milwaukee. Um, I like what Doc Rivers is doing over there. Not, I know he got off to a slow start, but he's slowly but surely implementing – his style of play. And one thing I do know is that I believe, let's see, what, what day is this? Monday. So last week sometime, I know that he doing a practice session or was a shoot around or whatever. He um, went individually, play by player, and went to them and told them what he wants them to do and told them what he doesn't want them to do. He's clearly defining roles. And for a, a lot of these guys, they're now being asked to do things that that they were not doing, you know, in the Adrian Griffin era. Um, you know, some guys who probably had a, a longer reign to do whatever, it's over now. And there's some then there's the other players that they're asking for them to do more. And they're telling players this guy should be doing more. So, you know, they're getting into – this is Doc Rivers right now. If you look at the way they've been playing over the last couple of games, you can definitely tell that um, they're doing things differently. The offense is, is moving better. Defensively, since Doc Rivers has taken over, they are six in defensive rating. So 
you know, they, they are they are getting better there. And um, I just like the trajectory uh, in which they are headed. And so, no, they're not – I don't think any team is going to catch Boston for, say, you know, before the conclusion of the regular season. But if there's a team that has a legitimate shot of knocking them off in the postseason, I'm going with Milwaukee because I think they have the most upside because of all the changes that they're making. And um, it's, it's, it's almost like this is a new team. And so that's that's why. And Philly, I mean, you could say Philly could argue for Philly with Joel and B coming back, but will he be healthy once once he comes yeah, back? Yeah, is he coming um, back? We still don't have official. We assume he's coming back, but we don't know yeah. for sure. I think he will. I don't have any concrete evidence, but I think he will come back. But I just wonder, you know, he would have been sat out for months, multiple months. Like, do you expect him just to come in and play at the MVP level he was playing at before the injury? I don't I think that's hard. That's a that's a tall task for anybody to kind of live up to. But um yeah, I feel like they, they give themselves a shot. But no, out of all the teams in the East right now, I, I give Milwaukee as the favorites to have a shot to take down Boston. I would probably have to echo that. I was super high on Milwaukee coming into the season. We haven't really seen this team approach its ceiling yet, but I do think Doc Rivers is making a difference. Everyone focused on the three and seven start and how bad it was and all the comments that Doc was making. But, you know, I do feel a need to say something about that because I think there's this perception that Doc Rivers was seeking out any reporter he can find to make excuses for the three and seven start. And that's really not the way it was. Now, his quotes, what he says, his words are his words. And some people don't like what he says. Some people don't think he's taking enough accountability. I'm not going to sit here and defend every word he has said about his time since he's become the Bucks coach. But I would just say, like, this is not Doc Rivers on a campaign because all of these instances, all of these quotes come from him taking questions from us. And I've said yeah, this, being asked. Yeah. I've said this many times, but just to reiterate in the modern NBA, the way media access has evolved, the coach talks more than anyone in the organization, more than the players, more than the executives. The coach talks a ton. And then because of the Riley rule, because Boston's coaching staff couldn't go to the All-Star game two years in a row, and the Bucks staff had to coach in the All-Star game, that had even more reporters chasing Doc Rivers and stacked more media availabilities into his schedule. Because at All-Star, he's got to do all these interviews. So I, I, I really think, like, most of this, most of the comments we've heard from Doc in recent days is because he's fielding questions about it. I mean, I, Doc, the Mavs were in Dallas on February 3rd, and I couldn't wait to try to corner Doc and get a few questions in. And when I talked to him, I asked him, I said, Doc, you, I mean, you realize that any team you coach at this point, it's championship or bust. Those are the expectations. And you're, you know, he knows it. I don't think he's running from it. I think he understands that if the Bucks don't win, there's going to be harsh criticism for him and for Giannis and for Dame. And with me, Doc Rivers was, I thought, 
pretty open about it and pretty humble about it. He said, quote, that's a good thing. That means you've done a pretty good job as a coach where you go and people expect that team to win. That's been good for me, and that's been bad for me. Teams that haven't won, then you get the blame for that, and that's okay. You've got to be willing to put yourself into that. So he knows he's under the microscope. And, you know, again, in our conversation, which was February 3rd, he certainly wasn't running from it. But, look, I I like... I really like the Knicks when healthy and I still have, I'm not writing Miami off either. I know the heat have had a really up and down season and now they're dealing with 95 suspensions and, you know, they don't have their full team again, but you know, Miami is in seventh in the East as we're taping this only a half game out of the sixth seed. I know you're going to see the heat this week in Denver. Well, see, I'm going to see some of them. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I think you will see Jimmy because he'll be back from the one game suspension, but I can't keep up with You're right. You're right. I can't one keep game. up with how many guys you're gonna miss how many other no Jovich, right? He is he he's the one who got the three gamer. Yeah, he got three games, correct. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, no. Thomas Bryant. Um three games, yes. So Jimmy would be there. Cool. Cool. TNT could keep the game. Like I said, I somehow I still think they're going to factor into things by the end of the season. I know they've been very up and down. Of course. I mean, yeah, of course. Now, you, you always expect the Miami Heat to be there when it's all said and done. And e- even if they're a seventh or eighth seed going into the playoffs, they're and, forced and to again, be reckoned with. We saw what they did last year. Like this Knicks, this Knicks team was so good in January after getting OG Ananobi. I mean, they went 15-2 and two after that trade. Yeah. But now... And we just don't know, is Julius Randle coming back? Ananobi will come back at some point. But are they getting Julius Randle back? Yeah, and that's the that's that's key right there. Julius came when did Julius come on our pod? Was that in January? Yeah, before before the All-Star game. Okay, before the All that's right. Before the All-Star game. Yeah, I mean he's just so confident and he's he you know, he's so comfortable, I should say. Um and playing in New York now, which we all know that is a hard market to to perform at uh, with all the expectations. But so, you know, I, I definitely feel sorry that he had to go down with his injury. Now he's losing rhythm and you didn't have a chance to play in the All-Star game as well. So uh, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping all these teams can get healthy, can get healthy so we can see them at full force come playoff time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, what about the West? If you agree with my claim that Denver has to be the favorite to win the West, and I think they deserve that, and look, Jokic has been, the dude is playing basketball from another planet since... He returned from the All-Star break. The first player in NBA history to record at least 80 points, 50 rebounds, and 45 assists over a three-game span. Just the second in history. The first since Wilt Chamberlain way back in March of 1968, before I was born. So Jokic is on an absolute heater. But who do you like in the West? Who is the who is the team that should have Denver the most concerned? Is it Minnesota? Is it Oklahoma City? Is it the Clippers? Is it one of these teams in the jumble from, I mean, 5 to 10? Sacramento, Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, Lakers, Warriors. Who should Denver be the most worried about? Uh, let me say this. And I haven't said this about this team in four, maybe five years, I don't know, just because they've always fell short due to injuries. But it's looking like, Stein, it's looking like this team that I'm about to mention, it's looking like they might have it together. It's looking like injuries could be a thing of the past, or at least, you know, at least some somewhere close to that. Los Angeles Clippers. I think um, if they finally go into the postseason healthy, which they've never done, you know, in this Kawhi Paul George era, they're a threat. They are a serious threat, and it's it's hard. Like even when even with me saying this, it's hard for me to fully commit to that because of just what we've seen in recent years in you know recent time with this team something seems to always happen but Stein they're playing good they're playing really good basketball right now they are you know they got the same amount of losses as the Nuggets um, they played two less games than the Nuggets they're right there I mean they have a shot to take over you know they're two and a half games behind the Timberwolves who had a number one seed in the Western Conference standings but to your point, Denver Nuggets are my favorites. Now, are they a, a, like? I think it's a little bit more parity in the West than there than it is in the East. I would say it's Boston Celtics, and then you know there's a, a little bit of a gap as of right now. And that that team after that gap, I would probably say Milwaukee. But over here in the West, you know, I, I still got Denver, but. You know, you got teams right there. You know, I don't want to dismiss Minnesota. Don't want to dismiss OKC. But Stein, I just, I think there's something to be said about 
teams having some postseason success before we anoint them to that next tier of elite teams. And, you know, most times teams have to go through the rigors of facing disappointment in the playoffs before they reach that hump. Maybe not. Maybe maybe this is OKC's year. Maybe this is Minnesota's year. I don't know. I don't, I'm not Nostradamus, but right now, I, you know, I'll echo what you what you stated already about Denver for sure. Well, remember when Chris Finch sat with us in Indianapolis, you know, I brought up how the Timberwolves as a franchise in 34 seasons, they've won all of two playoff series, both in 2004 when they went to the conference final. So 20 years ago, the only year that the Wolves even won a series. They won two with the Kevin Gar- with Kevin Garnett's best team, made it to the West Finals. And, you know, Chris Finch was like, really? I had never heard that, obviously, being so <laughs> yeah. he hears that every day. So what was that against Stein? So I, cause I'm trying to, because I remember when you said that to, to Finch, and I was kind of looking at you strange. So how did you say it again? What did you, two, how did you say it to Finch? In, in 34 prior seasons of Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, this franchise has only won two playoff series, and they were both the same year, 20 years ago, spring of 2004. The Wolves made it to the West Finals. Okay. KG, your guy Spreewell, yep. Sam Cassell, great, tough team, the best team, team KG ever had. Yep. And they have not won a playoff series in 20 years. So, yeah. Okay. They, now, Stein. They – they have to prove it in the postseason, as great as their regular season has been. And again, as we're taping this, the Wolves are 40 and 17. One of only two teams in the, one of only three teams in the league with 40 wins. But yeah, both Minnesota and Oklahoma City have to prove it on the big stage. So Stein, so I'm, I'm glad you repeated that because when you when you said it like that, when you phrased it like that to Finch. I was looking at you a little crazy because when you said that there's only two, what, two teams, only twice since whatever advanced, uh, advanced to uh, win a series. I was just thinking, I'm like, hold on. No, they did. They did this a a few years ago. And and the, and the memory of Pat Bev jumping on the scorer's table and crying. I was like, no. So I was tripping up like, no, because I was just, I was about to interject. I'm like, Stein, are you sure? And I didn't hit me off. That was a play. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I forgot. I swear. You just think of that moment. You know, he's busting out crying and jumping on the scores table. That's how I bleak mean, it's know. been in Minneapolis. <laughs> and that's why we're probably going to get an email from our boss, Scott Shapiro, when he hears this podcast. And he will not be happy sleeping. that we have discuss the Timberwolves playoff history in such painful detail, but it's true. I was tripping. I was tripping. And just look, you know, again, we're recording this before Miami, a very shorthanded Miami is just getting started at Sacramento in Monday night's late game. So we do not have that score yet, but as we stand, as we're doing this pod, the play in teams in the West, the Pelicans at number seven, the Mavs at number eight, the Lakers at number nine, and the Warriors at number 10. So just the playing round in the West is going to be crazy. I mean, if it stayed this way, just think about it. 
Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Stephen Curry, all in the play-in round if yeah. it stays the way it is right now. Yeah, Crazy. it's going to be fun R- regardless. Even if, the, you know, even if these teams change a little bit, move up, move down, pretty much I, I, I think I feel confident that those teams will be in the equation. Like I don't see – like the the bottom, uh, let me see, the bottom five teams, which are Jazz, Rockets, Grizzlies, Blazers, and Spurs. I don't see them moving into the top ten. So no, that's regardless, true. I think in the yeah. in the in the West, we've got our ten. Yeah, we've got our ten yeah. that it will at least be in the play in round. And you know what? In the East, really, the only doubt now is, I mean, Brooklyn's been going in the wrong direction for ages. But Toronto now, by virtue yeah. of Trey Young and this injury that's going to knock Trey Young out for a month, Toronto could move past Atlanta for number 10. That's really, I think, the only mystery in terms of top 10 in the East. But, you know, the Warriors also made news. The Warriors have extended Steve Kerr's contract, two-year deal, two extra seasons worth $35 million. I've believed all season this was going to happen. I didn't think there was any doubt. And you know what? I still believe that they're going to find a way to get a new deal done with Clay Thompson as well. Clay is now the only member, the only holdover from the glory days now whose future is not secure. Draymond Green has a new contract. Stephen Curry and Steve Kerr Both have contracts that are aligned now that go for two more seasons together. So really, it's just the clay mystery. I do think in the offseason, they're going to find a way. I think they're going to find common ground on a new deal because I just, look, there have been rumbles that Orlando is interested in clay. Certainly, the LA teams are always going to be mentioned as a potential destination for Clay Thompson because of his... Southern California high school pass, but I just, I think Clay wants to be a warrior start to finish. And I think the Warriors' key stakeholders, the other ones, Curry, Kerr, Draymond Green, Joe Lacob, I think they all want Clay Thompson to finish as a warrior. And somehow, I'm not saying there won't be changes to the Warriors' roster in the offseason, but somehow I just think they will find a way to get a new deal done with Clay. Being that we're recording this February 26th, I would agree with you and say I, I would think somehow, some way, they will work out a deal. But I would be remiss if we didn't mention that Clay is now coming off the bench. I just uh, did their game. I came off of their game last week. What was that? It was the Warriors and Lakers. Warriors and Lakers. And Clay came off the bench that game. As well. I, believe that was, I believe that was the second game coming off the bench. Didn't have a, a good shooting night, but uh, you just gotta wonder throughout this season, like is Clay going to find a rhythm? Because they're sticking with that lineup. Is Clay going to find a rhythm off of the bench? I know his first game he exploded, went off first game off the bench, uh, but is this something he's going to accept, embrace? Not just for this season, but next season if he were to resign. So things can change is basically what I'm saying. But as of right now, yeah, it's hard to believe that Clay will be playing in a different uniform next season. And look, yeah, I don't think he loves coming off the bench. 
He, no, I, I just take hold I on, Stein. Stein, hold on, hold on. Take the thing, remove, think, remove, think. You don't think, okay. remove it. I'm quite sure that Clay is not fond of coming off the bench. I get it, but I just struggle to imagine him wanting to go somewhere else. I just, I, I'm look. I haven't talked to Clay about this. I haven't talked to Clay in ages about anything. So this is just my read from far away. But it's just, it's hard for me to imagine him wanting to be elsewhere. And yeah, this is a season of major adjustment. He's adjusting to a new role. And I guess we'll see. I I mean, like you say, I guess we'll see over time how he really feels about things. But it's just, I am still struggling to imagine a scenario in which he's angling to go somewhere else because that means he can start again. It's just hard for me to picture. I talked to Brandon Pazinski, who who is now starting in Clay's place, and I asked him about, like, what's been the dynamic since you entered the starting lineup, you know, between you and Clay? And he said it is awkward. He said it's awkward because he understands, you know, what Clay means to this team and and the run that they had. Uh, but he said Clay has been supportive. He said uh, he's you know helping him, you know, sharing with him where he should be at on both ends of the court and different sets. Um, you know, they do play together. They still play together, in, you know, in the rotations that they use. And he said Clay has made it clear, feed him the ball. Like get me the ball, <laughs> like when I'm in there. So Clay is looking to shoot, shoot that bad boy when when he gets in. So, and I think that's a positive for for Clay right there is just the fact that, you know, you could come in gun slinging, even more, um, now. Um, so uh, it's going to be an adjustment period for sure. But th- that's just something that I will continue to monitor throughout this season. Brandon Pajemski came on this pod to fuel his bid. For a spot in the Panini Rising Stars game. And what happened? He got more than that. He got a starting job after coming on this pod. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I got the interview. Um, down Will there, he right get that elusive spot on the all-lefty team, though? That is the question. That's a tough. You got You know what you got to do? You got to open up more roster spots. Well, I thought of a way to add one that would be the easiest. To just say all-lefty rookie of the year. And if I do that, he's got a he's got a real chance now. That's a nice one. Yeah. Lefty rookie of the year. That's a nice one. There you go, Stein. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to be or I'm trying to be more open minded. And that urging. is a and Stein, yes, yes. You know why I like that, Stein? Because I'm always urging excuse me, I'm always urging you and encouraging you to extend to the youth. That's why I be telling you to come into these locker rooms and come meet some of these young guys. You'd be like, no, I don't want to go in the locker room. But you know what? This lefty, new lefty award that I advocate for, that is a way to having your foot in the door and reaching out to the youth. And this this could be something that each lefty, when they're in college and high school, you know, they dream, you know, there there are certain steps you have to have to be a not to be be not to be, but there's certain steps you that people uh, that want to be high lottery picks that they want to achieve. One is, you know, be a McDonald's All-American. The other one, going to a 
top flight um, college, D1 college. Lately, it's been Kentucky. You go there, start there. you definitely going to um, hit the lottery. Um, next on their list needs to be, if you're a lefty, to make the get rookie of the year and to make Stein's lefty rookie of the year award list. So think about it, Stein. I'm always thinking about the all-lefty team. It's a 24-7, 365 process. It will be announced in August. You'll have to wait to August to see what we to see what the committee of one decides. You know what? We should make this a bigger deal. We need to have an award show. I don't think anybody would show up, but we need to have an award show. Just put it live. Think we about can. it, Stein. We can do, we can do that yeah, in we August. Can do something big. Yeah. We can do it in we August. Do, so um yeah. you're going to Denver this week. Where does Denver rank on your favorite cities list? Oh, hey, you're trying to get me in trouble, Star. You have trying to get me in trouble. But look, listen, not only am I going to Denver this week, I got two more Denver games next week. We were Tuesday just in Indianapolis, Thursday. a great former ABA city, and now you're going to Denver, another great former ABA city. I love the ABA yeah. stop. We only have – there are only four. So, I mean, I love to go to these places. Yeah. Well, really, there are only three because the Nets weren't in Brooklyn when they were in the ABA. So it's like going to Denver, Mm -hmm. going to Indiana, going to San Antonio. That's the last links to the glorious ABA. You should be pumped. Okay. Well, I'm fine that you have such such a passion for your ABA history. But as far as where Denver ranks on my favorite stops – uh, it really doesn't rank. I'm sorry. Uh, you Do know, you at I'm least have not, a direct flight? A fan, really. Come on. Sacramento to Denver can't yeah, be that I have hard a direct, to get to. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a direct flight. And it's nothing, you know, the people are cool. The people are hella cool. I just, you know, for a brother like me, I, I'm not doing no snowing, no surfing. I, you know, I ain't doing no skiing, no no skydiving. That's not for me. Those sports are not, not for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Stein? Who, I'm who, chilling, who you, man. Who are you on the game who are you on the game with Thursday night? Thursday night, I am with um, it's Miami at Denver. It is um, Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, and myself. And then, Stein, again, remember I told you, I'm going to Denver. So I got three straight Denver games. So the week after that, Phoenix at Denver on Tuesday. And then that Thursday, Boston at Denver. So it's, it's some good games. I'm, That's a I'm lot of Michael excited. Malone in your life. NBA Potential yeah. NBA Finals preview, Boston at Denver. For sure. I can listen, listen. Mike Malone is one of the best, man. That's my guy. I mess with Mike Malone. Um yeah, it's just, you know, it's Denver. But aside from that, you know, I'm good. And you are you are hard to please. I'm good, man. Nothing listen, I know I'm gonna get hate. See, I know I'm gonna get listen, why do y'all gotta hate people who if they don't, you know, if if your city is not one of their favorite stops, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I don't hate the city of uh of Denver. I don't. It's, it's, it's history there, like you said. You know, I'll find something to do. All right, before we go, is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Yes, I do, Star. Thank you for asking. And listen, this part of the section, I think we need to have our social team clip this, oh, put it out, because I need the people's involvement on, on this. I need to know if what I'm about to share with you. I need to know if my friend was out of pocket or not. Was was you see how he, nervous Ryan and I look right now? 
Well, that's that's fine. This is the podcast. We can always delete, but I don't think we. Well, I don't think we'll be deleting any any of this. This is uncut. This league uncut. All right, go for it. So anyway, Stein, let me tell you this story. Everybody, listen to me. Let me know if my friend is out of pocket or not, because I believe he is. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, y'all, as y'all know, I'm in two basketball leagues. My Saturday league is the Filipino league I'm in. And then on my Sunday league, it's a Sacramento Recreation Recreation League, right? So, my Sunday Recreation League. I've been playing with a group of guys who invited me onto their team. I've been playing with them for three seasons, three seasons. Now, remember, these seasons, these are these seasons last two months. And then they take two weeks off and start the season back over. So it's not it's not like three years, but three seasons. I've been playing with these guys and they are a group of they are they are all friends. So I'm on their team. Right. But we've always come up short. You know, we get to the final four and we lose final four lose. Final four, lose. As you know, Stein, I don't like losing. That's not me. So you know what? I said, you know what? I'm recruiting. So I have a friend, a childhood friend. His name is Aaron Haynes. We grew up together in Fresno. He lives here in Sacramento. He played. We played college ball together. He went and had a, a Hall of Fame overseas career in Korea. He's the number one all-time scoring import in Korean basketball league history. He's 6'8". So I said, I'm going to get Aaron on my team, and we're going to kill this league. Okay, Stein, for this season, that's what I did. I got Aaron on our team. We're undefeated with Aaron playing. Okay, now let's get to it. Let's get to it. I'm giving you all the context. I gave you the background. So yesterday we played. Aaron couldn't make it. We lost. So I text Aaron. I said, hey, we lost the game, and I said we lost our big man. He had a meniscus injury, so he's going to be out for the season. And remember, my friend Aaron, he's only played about four games with us so, so far. And he, he hits me back with a response saying, okay, man, all right, well, I got a friend 
that can replace him and and um, he can help us out. Can we add anybody? I said, you know what? Why don't you text Gerald? Gerald is one of the captains of the team. I said, text Gerald if you can add a guy because I don't know if it's too late or not. You know what Aaron does, Stein, and Ryan, our producer? Ryan, jump in there because I'm going to need your input too. Aaron texts the team. He texts the team. This is what he said. Hey, now that we have an injury, an injured player, can I bring on my friend? And so I'm like, hold on. I'm like, hold So I te- he texts this to the team. I'm like, hold I, te- I text Aaron back individually. I said, Aaron, hold on. Bro, the guy just hurt himself. I said, he, I said, he's on the court right now holding his knee, and he's getting a text by you talking about, can you bring, can you add another player since we got an injured guy? You didn't even say, hey, man, sorry for your injury. You didn't, there was nothing. And so Aaron responds back to me saying, so what? That's what we're doing overseas. Somebody gets hurt. And you just, you just, you just replace them. I said, bro, this is not overseas. This is a rec league that everybody paid for. And this is a team. Again, this is a group of guys that they've been playing. Like they're all friends. And I've come on to their team and I've such brought in my guy on their team. And now you're just texting this guy in the team chat about replacing them soon as he has a meniscus injury. So I asked you guys. He didn't see nothing wrong with it. So I asked you guys, should he have, like I told him, just text individually to one of the captains, ask if you can bring on a replacement, or was he within his right to text in the group saying, hey, now that we have an injured guy, can I bring my guy on to play with us? That will have to be classified as an international incident. He took it too far. (laughs) He took it too far. I agree. I agree. I'm like, how are you how are you go to the dude just suffered a meniscus injury? He's out for the season. So what did the poor guy who got hurt say? I he didn't respond. He didn't respond. Did <laughs> no, anybody no respond? Yeah, they said what one of them said they'll look into it. But it was, it was just awkward. Ryan, what what do you think? Chris, I gotta be honest. I think this is on you, my friend. Wow. You brought the guy. I think you brought the guy to the party. Uh-huh. You got to answer for his behavior. Wow. So if you bring a guy to a party and he makes a mess at the party, it, everyone's looking at you to answer for his behavior. Hmm. Chris, you know, what? I, I look, say, it's not fair. It's I did not, not fair. See, but... I did not see this reaction coming yeah, from he, producer he Ryan, who has never spoken an ill word about either of us in, <laughs> in 13 months of podcasting. That was a strong take, and I think I'm going to have to agree with him. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it may not be fair. You may not like it, but you you brought you brought him in, and he stepped out of line. Now it, it is he also did. on him. It, it, he he did step but, out of line, huh? Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, guys <laughs> down on the ground. The season just ended. <laughs> uh, I told, I gave him instructions. Hit the captain up. Individually, not in the team group, and and if you and even if you're going to ask in the team group text, at least extend your condolences. Hey, bro, I'm sorry to hear this, but you know what I mean. At least do that part right. He just jumped in and said, "Hey, since we have a guy injured that can't play, can I bring in my guy?" 
But you know what? Does he, Ryan spell, does, st- he spell, does he spell Haynes the same way as you? Yeah, we spell the same exact way. No, no relation. Our families grew up together, though. No relation, but yeah. We've, uh, it's, listen, it's like, listen, when you when you want to start hiring mercenaries, the work gets dirty. Yeah, it does. I'm, I think I'm these that. are the ramifications <laughs> of the game you're trying to play. But you know what, Ryan? Is worth it because we're undefeated when he plays. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's That's worth right. it. But it's just I got I got so I told him I was gonna bring him up on this pod. So uh I said I'm gonna get some feedback. I wanna know I wanna I wanna see if I'm not if if I'm wrong for thinking you out of pockets. I think you were out of pocket, buddy. So that's all. Yeah, y'all let me, viewers, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, let me know is Aaron Haynes out of pocket for what he did. I gave him clear Wait, instructions but I, I, to hit I the I think what Ryan up. is saying is the question should be, is this nah. on Chris Haynes, not on Aaron Haynes? I think that's what the question needs to be. Well, listen, I, I will say this. Even if my team felt some type of way by that text, we're not cutting them. Nope, nobody's going <laughs> to nobody's gonna be in the favor of cutting them. <laughs> Maybe you should send a private text to the captain saying, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have a talk with, I I'm gonna have a talk yeah. with Aaron. What about – yeah, maybe. What about the poor guy that's injured? Does he deserve a text? He deserves more than a text. <laughs> he deserves a selfie with you, maybe some Twitter love. Oh, I, you know, man. now that I think about how long has it been? When did this call go down? This could just happen over the weekend. Just happened over the weekend, yes. So, but it's it's been it's, it's Monday, almost almost three days. You know, by by tomorrow morning, two is and he still hasn't said anything. You can't say anything now. <laughs> what happened in the I mean, game without Aaron? Why couldn't Chris Haynes carry the squad to victory? I scored twenty one. But it's just, you know, when you're used to having – now that we've got Aaron on the team, we're used to playing at a certain level now. We don't have to do certain things. And, you know, you know, you just get used to playing like, – like the Sixers. You see what the Sixers are going through right now? So they're, you're Tyrese Maxey just trying to keep them afloat. <laughs> it's different. It's different. We run everything. Our offensive sets, our defensive sets are run through Aaron. And uh, we we don't have them. We're, we're kind of lost. So in now. your advanced age, what you're saying is you need to play off an elite big to to maximize your skills. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I can still get it done on on, on certain nights. Though. I don't 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 sleep on me. But you know, we we just were not ready yesterday. That's all. We lost by six, so we we still could have won the game. We came back. How we mad were, down were you after? I wasn't mad because this is a season where we got Aaron now. I don't care if we go into the playoffs at the third, fourth, fifth seed. We're the most dangerous third, fourth, fifth seed in, in this playoffs. We're good. We're the favorites. We're the favorites, period. So I, I'm not worried about that. Is there any footage that. anywhere for us to look at? I will have footage. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start, uh, I'm gonna start um, documenting, you know, video documenting these games. Because it's serious around here. You could at least send it it's in serious. our group chat just so Ryan and I can look at it and scout you. Yeah, well, I'll do that. But I don't have no problem showing the world, Stein. I don't have anything to hide. But that's just funny. Is the media all-star game ever coming back? Oh, we got to do – I think we have to. Wife has been on me about putting it together. We have to. And I I think I want to do – because remember I had – you know, we had real broadcasters. I don't know if you're familiar with that game, man. It it was a pretty – it was well done. Really, you know, we had – 
we had those um i don't know what you call those cameras that that fly in the air that, drones. that go from yeah drones like we had those type of camera drones like going right to left and just we had all type of aerial footage it was it was great man it, it was really well put together but no we we got to do that for sure I got to. Are you going to be a part of the broadcast at least, Don? Because I'm pretty sure you're not putting a jersey I will not miss it. Okay. If you organize it, I will not miss it. I promise. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. It was just really convenient that time because I was – the finals were in the – was in the Bay, and I was staying in the Bay. But uh, we we can – no excuses. We can put it together anywhere. All right. I think that's going to do it. For this edition of This League Uncut. We will get together one more time this week. Not exactly sure when that is because Chris has the trip to Denver. We're going to have to work around that. But we will figure it out. And we will have another episode for you before week's end. Great to be back after a very good trip to Indianapolis. Always good when we can hang out together. But man, some... When are we going to see Ryan? When are all three of us going to be somewhere? That I've never, be... I don't, I don't know how tall Ryan is. I don't know how big and wide he is. I've never seen the guy in person. Have you, Stein? Now that you mentioned How do we it, know this is not an AI? How do we know this is not an AI? Because of that last scalding take he just gave when you were trying to split three, two, one. When you were trying to pin all this on your new teammate and producer Ryan said, no, the buck stops first with you, Chris Haynes. That's when we knew this was not an AI generated producer. Well, you would think so, Stein, but these AIs, they're very creative nowadays. They're they're trying to take over jobs too, Stein. So I wouldn't put it past them if these AIs can get producer jobs as well. Nobody can replicate this podcast. Nobody. Yeah. All right, this AI, that will this do AI it has for a this nice edition. Beard, though, <laughs> he has a nice beard. I give him that. He just, whole, remember, he, I, Stein, he just cut it all the way of off. This podcast <laughs> by making him turn his camera <laughs> Stein, off. Stein, Stein, look at him. He cut the. He, remember, he had the whole. He had the baby face not too long ago. Now he got a full beard back. It don't take long at all for this man. He's out of control. He's out of control. All right, you should now try. you know way more about producer Ryan Music than you ever <laughs> thought you would or ever wanted to. I am going to put this edition to bed. Please remember, follow us, rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, you know what to do. We would love to get a five-star rating from you, and we would love for you to join us again when we're back later this week with another edition of This League Uncut. For Chris Haynes, I'm Mark Stein, and producer Ryan Music. For both of them, allow me to say farewell, and we'll be back with you again soon. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein!
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.